Hello there, I'm Chris Toll. And I'm Keezy. And we would like to welcome you to the first ever Great Scott Cinema Club podcast. In each episode we're going to take you uh, back in time to a different year in movies. We're going to share our memories, opinions and stories of the films of that year. We'll be looking to bring on some special guests from the worlds of sport, music, TV, film and wrestling. Who will come on to discuss their favourite movie memories with us as well. Um, each episode we're going to end with the Ultimate Movie Challenge. Uh, the special guests will take on either me or Chris in the Actor Quiz Battle. We select an actor at random using a certified actor generator. The competitors will then take it in turns to name a film that that actor was in, and the loser is the first one to either get one wrong or not be able to name another movie. The pride, integrity, credibility <laughs> and honour of the podcast will be at stake. <laughs> On today's episode, we are called the Great Scott Cinema Club, so what better year to start with than to take you back to 1985. Although neither of us were old enough to go to the cinema, um, so many of these films are a huge part of our childhood, and they made our childhood awesome. Right, in 1985, that was a vintage year for movies. The biggest grossing movie of that year was, of course, Back to the Future. Um, there are many more classics that, that came from 1985 as well, so sit back, relax, and we'll take you back to 1985, and hopefully we'll bring back some great memories for yourself as well. Right, so, Keezy boy, um, the first film that we need to talk to we talk about, sorry, I think, is Back to the Future. Okay. Absolutely, so, um, what's, your, what, what's your memories of the first time that you've seen Back to the Future? So I was thinking about this the other day, and one of the main things about Back to the Future was how cool it made skateboards. That's true. I remember watching it and right away I want a skateboard. Aye. I thought I could get to my mate's house and make a time holder on the back of a motor. <laughs> Can bro, you'd have been ran over in about two seconds. I wouldn't have made it down the street. <laughs> you wouldn't have made it out of the driveway. <laughs> aye, but, uh, but aye. That, that is well, I mean, like, even like, you, you still to this day see people dressing like Marty McFly. Aye. You know what I mean? It's, it's such a huge pop culture movie. Um, everything for, obviously, you've got all the merchandise and stuff like that, but you've got a special piece of merchandise that, uh, for Back to the Future. Oh, no, in fact, you don't. It was somebody else that got it, wasn't it? Ah, uh, that's right, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, tell a story, Keezy, what was it? It was uh, well, the Christmas present for my sister. Aye. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I've got you something that you... Love, but something that you hate, and you'll never guess what it is. I was like, You got me a DeLorean for Back to the Future? Just how did you get it for that? <laughs> so, why do you love it and hate it then? Because I, I don't drive and I hate motors, Aye. but I love the DeLorean. <laughs> Suppose. But yeah. then, uh, so I was delighted with my wee mini DeLorean. I was like, Oh, that's brilliant. What a sister. We get to my grand's bit, she's handing out presents to uh, my big cousin Stuart. Want to see the size of the DeLorean either? <laughs> <laughs> One of the ones that you oh. could use as a skateboard. <laughs> I was raging. Aye, no wonder. And I tell you what, see if you're listening, you're a disgrace. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, the first, uh, what else was going to say about this film? What can be said about this film? Great actors, characters. Aye, great absolutely. Story. I mean, the characters still stand the test of time now, you know what I mean? Like, is there any? Is there ever been more of a bastard than Biff Tannen? <laughs> I 
know what I mean? Oh, he was such a wet man. He just never tired of scudding him. <laughs> you see, when George punches him, man, oh, what a moment. It's a pure cinema moment, isn't it? Amazing. Well, it was on at the Royal Concert Hall uh, with the orchestra playing, <coughs> and it, it was, the concert was packed and we were watching it and it gets to that moment. Aye. And the place erupted as if it was the first time we'd ever seen it. Yeah. I was like, that's amazing. I know. I was like, that's a brilliant setting to watch movies in, though, with the orchestra oh, and stuff, obviously. We'll, we'll talk about other films that we've seen in that, in that setting, uh, maybe in future episodes. But, Getting back to Back to the Future, um, as I was saying, such a, a huge pop culture movie and the references still get made today. I mean, um, I mean, for how long were people lying about the date that Marty and Doc go into the future just so that they could put a picture on oh, Facebook? up on Facebook every other day. <laughs> 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 Aye, it's anyway. Um, but people do anything for likes, don't they? So, ah, screw them all. <laughs> anyway, um, I, was there anything else that you were wanting to say about Back to the Future? Not really, just the other thing was in, in Universal Studios uh, this in, year. That's right, you were in there recently, weren't you, on and holiday? Walking through and then there it was, glowing. <laughs> <laughs> the DeLorean and next day the, the train to Back to the Future 3. Aye. And off. Oof, I don't know about one of the other shows, to be honest with you. Sprinted right up to the DeLorean, I was like... <laughs> The most excited I'd been the whole time, and nobody else was born about it. No, nope. what are you thought? <laughs> like nobody else was caring that the Dorian was there. And I was Seriously? Are you mad? <laughs> I sat in the bloody thing the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, oh, for God's uh, sake. So you can tell that we both love Back to the Future. Oh, definitely, definitely. And also, it's definitely my favourite, well, maybe my second favourite movie that I've ever seen with incest in it. So... <laughs> Obviously, number one being Star Wars. Right, so... Uh, <laughs> I was like, what the hell are the films he <laughs> And with that, the podcast was ended. <laughs> now, uh, so, the, the next two highest grossing movies in 1985 star the greatest man of all time and my personal, my personal movie hero, um, Sylvester Stallone. So, we've got Rambo... First Blood Part 2, which was the second highest grossing movie uh, of 1985, and then my my favourite, my absolute favourite, I, I can't convey my love for this movie enough, man, you know it, <laughs> you know it, it's Rocky IV. Um, Sylvester Stallone in 1985 single-handedly stopped the Cold War. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he's, he's dealt with, obviously, Rambo's I think the Russians weren't involved in that at all. Bloody Russians. <laughs> 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 uh, no good. Bloody commies! <laughs> uh, but, uh, so he stopped communism uh, in Europe with his own two fists and a rocket launcher, apparently. <laughs> but uh, as you know, obviously Rocky Four, my, my absolute favourite. I love it. I think I've watched it about 500 times. It's just a perfect movie for me. It's got the highs, the lows, you've got obviously Apollo's death, you've got Adrian losing faith in Rocky's ability. You can't win! <laughs> I can you <laughs> And I'll do it in Russia! Just to show you! But even then, like, when like, the montage scenes and the soundtrack, the, oh, mate, 
the soundtrack. If you if you go to the gym and you don't have the Rocky Four soundtrack on your iPad, or your iPod, or your your MP3 player or your phone, quite frankly, you don't deserve to get fit. <laughs> You're a disgrace. Um, so we'll maybe talk more about Rocky Four in a wee bit more depth later on. Um, but the next the next film on the list, um, I have seen it. I've seen all the movies in this series, but I don't remember anything about it. But I believe you do, Keezy, oh, that's uh, Jill and the Nile. Jill and the Nile, yeah. The sequel to Romance in the Stone, which is a great film. Aye. Um, is it Jill and the Nile the one with Danny DeVito on it? Aye. Aye. That's it. That's the best one. Because <laughs> <laughs> my dad's in it. <laughs> he was actually, um, have you ever seen the, 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 the song for the film? Uh-huh. Billy Ocean when the one gets tough. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the video? I've seen the video right. for it. Aye. It aye. got banned for top of the pops because they went to show Danny DeVito fake playing the saxophone. Seriously? Aye. When people yep. fake play the saxophone <laughs> live on their stage every week. Aye. Exactly. Oh, my God. What's going on there? But aye, it's a, this isn't as good a film. But, no. um The chemistry between Michael Douglas and Kathleen, Kathleen Turner's off the charts. Aye. Kathleen Turner was a handsome woman in her Oh, definitely. Aye. She's no Kelly LeBrock. She certainly is not. <laughs> so then we've got uh, the next film is a film which if you're listening to this and you're of ages with with myself and Keezy here, um, you'll definitely have a place in your heart for The Goonies. Oh, definitely. The Goonies, what a film, man. The, the original kids' adventure movie. Without a doubt, it's you know a lot of them come come out around about that time, like the Never Ending Story and stuff like that. But the Goonies is the pinnacle of it for me. When you're trying to act, when you're hanging about with your pals, mm-hmm. Mum will go down the woods for an adventure, and you go down and chuck a couple of walks and go, "This is crap." But it's got Scott Verone. Aye, 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 the, the Goonies. I know that's <laughs> it, man. That's it. We used to there's a place up here uh, where, where I live, and it's called the Penny Pond. And you need to go a mad trek to get to it, right? And kids used to go to collect uh, tadpoles and stuff like that. And I remember the one day. We were all going up, man. It, it was like the Goonies. It was, like, <laughs> and know what it was like. It was like a cross between the Goonies and Stand By Me. Aye, aye. It was, it was immense. And like you said, like everybody had that wee group of pals. You know what I mean? Well, you all ripped the mick out each other and stuff like that. And you had the smart one and the stupid one and the fat one. And you I was describe me <laughs> <laughs> smart one and the smart stupid one. Stupid one. <laughs> 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 it tells you all you need to know about you. <laughs> Thinking you can be the both of them at the same time. <laughs> um, aye, but it's what a film, man. I mean, even by the way, there's, there's scary bits in the Goonies. Oh, definitely. That's the. Um, aye. Chunk. I when Chunk's uh, looking aye. for. What is he he's looking for? Is he trying to escape or is he looking for the toilet or something? And, aye. And he goes into sloths. I've uh, done that for a while. <laughs> 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 aye. Rocky Road. <laughs> oh, but it was again. It's a movie that's definitely close to my heart. And if you're, in fact, not even, if your age is where you should be passing movies like I saw to your kids. Oh, I mean, what I, do these films have got to live on? But aye, I know. I mean, all it takes is it for them to come on the TV because if somebody catches sight of it, but what is this? Aye, well, I, all depending. I mean, I remember I was watching something with my boy. 
and it was a movie, but it was like the special effects were, were dreadful. I can't remember exactly what it was, and this was his exact phrase to me: "The graphics in this are rubbish." <laughs> right, and he just didn't want to watch it after that. So I can understand that as well. Exactly, right? but the Goonies was all was all real stunts, Aye. and Sloth still looks like he's actually a big disfigured guy. What does he? Ah, I mean, it's like the it, it's phenomenal. It's like the movie. Uh, oh, in the film, I think in real life. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. no. <laughs> um, I think the guy that played Sloth actually passed away. Oh, right. Pretty recently, but. Uh, my favourite Goonies story is my, me and my big mate Gravy, we went to, we went to New York. Right? We went to New York for WrestleMania 20, but it coincided with St. Patrick's Day, so um, there was a bit of drinking done on this trip, right? So we'd been out in the town pretty much every night, out to restaurants and, and out for, for drinks and stuff and out meeting friends and family and things. And on the last night, we had been to the pub because uh, we were there to watch a football match right <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> so we get back to the hotel and we're all we're, we're half canned you know what I mean well yeah. alright I'll tell you what mum will, mum will go and get some McDonald's we'll come back we'll get showered and changed and stuff we'll head out and make the most of last night yeah. in New York so we get back to the hotel I've got $30 worth of McDonald's in my bag He's getting $30 <laughs> worth of McDonald's in his bag. You know that way when you're drunk and you think, I'm going to eat everything in the world. It's one of the ones, right? And uh, so I says, right, I tell you what, we'll stick the telly on. Um, we'll eat this McDonald's and we'll get ready and we'll head out. So, stuck the telly on and what's just started, the Goonies, right? So I was like, ah, right, get the feet up, get the McDonald's out. But got to about halfway through the Goonies, the food and the drink overtook Fell asleep, man. Missed my last night in New York because of the Goonies. <laughs> See, if it had been any other film, I wouldn't have put my feet up to watch it. You know what I mean? And the Goonies, if you're watching, and if you're listening to this, you owe me money. I missed my last night in New York, you rap <laughs> bastards. No, but it, it, as I said, it obviously still holds a big place in my heart. And I, it's a film that if you're flicking through the channels and it's on, you'll just watch it for whatever it is to the end. Oh, it's a classic, but an absolute classic. The older I get, the more annoying chunk gets, but that's my problem, that is. That's <laughs> just me being an old grumpy guy. <laughs> but, but he's meant to be annoying. Ah, Do you know what I mean? Like, all his <laughs> pals get pure annoyed at him, so that shows you how well the wee guy played the role. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's excellent, excellent. Um, after the Goonies, we've got... <laughs> Right, this film here, this, this wasn't in the, the top um, the top grossing no, movies, no, no. but what a film, right, and it's starring the main man, if any he's no Keezy you'll know what he's about to tell you, but for any of you who don't know Keezy, um, Keezy's got a favourite movie and a favourite actor, <laughs> and he will not be budged on this, uh-huh. Keezy, hit them, tell them who your favourite actor is. Proudly declare that Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is my favourite film of all time. My favourite actor, Kevin Costner. Right, now, <laughs> I've had a few discussions recently about the best actor in the world, right? Uh, the best actor of all time. I'm not going to discuss it just now, but Kevin Costner never even got a mention after anybody that, that I spoke to about it. And, and why would he? <laughs> <laughs> 
just because he's your favourite doesn't mean he has to be the best. No, no. No, right, I think we can agree on that one, mate. So, the film that we're going to talk about is a, a tour de force for Cosner. Now, Keezy, as Cosner's biggest fan, you would think, knew this movie. But I actually had to introduce Keezy to this movie. And could he get it in DVD? <laughs> could he hell? When he did get it in DVD, tell him what happened to you, Keezy. The only copy I could get was the US region, so I had to go and buy a US DVD player just, just to, to watch, watch this it. film. The name of this film is American Flyers. Now, this film deals with absolute tragedy and overcoming obstacles like you wouldn't believe. It's yeah. about a pair of brothers who are cycling, is it the Tour de France? Is it I think it's like an American it's equivalent like, or something like that, but it's a big road race. It's a big road cycle race. And <coughs> it's, honestly, it, 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 dra- it draws a tear to my eye still when I'm watching it, man. It's a great film, but nobody will ever heard it. I know, I that's the thing, it's but I'll tell you what, see don't if you're... I you found it, or, but I'm glad you did. I watch, do you know how I found it? Manny had it on VHS years and years ago. And I watched it. And then, do you know what? That this will be a theme that comes up through the podcast where I tell you I watched that movie in man. He's on VHS years Aye. and years ago because I used to go and stay with man every Friday night and we go to the video shop. So American Flyers was one of the ones that I watched in her house, and I think I was cycling through the Sky Channels one night and it was on, but I just caught the the arse end of it kind of thing, just the very, very oh, end of it. Aye, and I thought, it, it reminded me, so I went and I got the DVD, I managed to get the DVD, no bother at all. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing then. <laughs> and, it, and when I, I got it, I watched it again, it stood up to like, my expectations, it was still a brilliant film. Aye. And uh, like I say, it's get performances for Cosner, and I'm not sure who the guy is that plays his brother, to be honest with you. It was a guy called David Grant, but... Never done anything else, really, no. He was good on it as well. Alexander Paul's in it. Aye. Who the hell's Alexander Paul? He watched fame. Oh, come on. (laughs) Give me me a break, easy. I knew Pamela Anderson and Yasmin Bleef, and that was it. Uh, the one that wasn't as good looking, it was like the... Ah, uh, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was better looking. <laughs> <laughs> better. Um, but I, if if you've never seen it, if you've got the means to, to find it somehow, definitely uh, recommend you oh, know, watch a fantastic film. Um, as is the next movie on the list, again, if you're ages with, with me and Keezy. In fact, do you know what? See, if, you've, if you're an 80s, an 80s kid at all, this movie should resonate with you totally, it's uh, The Breakfast Club. Now, I don't think you've seen The Breakfast Club, have you, Keezy? I've seen it, but I've, I can't really remember much about it. No? Um, well, Other than like, the famous scenes that get shown and other things. Well, that's what I was going to say, actually. It's an R movie that's got so much pop culture references made towards it. Like, um, it's It's been covered in The Simpsons, it's been covered in... Uh, South Park, loads of other sitcoms and stuff like that, um, and I think it's like it launched the careers of a lot of actors as well. You know what I mean? Like Emilio Estevez, Molly Ringwald, um, <clears throat> Judd Nelson, who again hasn't really done a lot after it, but he's he's still well known because of right. that movie. So that tells you the like the the reach that the movie had. And I loved it. I loved it. It's, good. it's 
again, it's another one of the ones that you could call a perfect movie. It's got everything. It's got um, <clears throat> the kids who... Oh, it showed kids that showed kids that you don't need to be pigeonholed into a specific type of person. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's a good thing for me, anyway. And that's my overriding memory. You know, I thought, yeah, you, you, and it, it helped you like throughout school and stuff like that as well. Funnily enough, you know, like it, it kind of taught you that if you're cool with people, then they'll they'll be cool with you. And that's the way basically everybody should be. Yeah. <laughs> and and this has been your party political broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're changing the world here. Aye. One step at a time. Um, right, I'll hold my hands up. The next one on the list, Adam, I, again, I have seen, can't really remember much about it. Um, you want to take this one, Keezy, yeah. boy? This, this one, um, Brewster's Millions, uh, comedy classic. The, the plot is... He inherits uh, thirty million dollars. Thirty million dollars. But he needs to spend it in thirty days. So a million dollars a day. And if he uh, if he does that, he inherits three hundred million. Right. But he's not allowed to tell anybody. He's not allowed to have any anything. To sh- he's not allowed to have any possessions or anything to show for it. Right. So he's, he's got to he's got a, he's got to waste thirty million dollars uh, basically without telling anyone. Right. And nobody's allowed to find out. No. Right. And I thought it was um, it's hilarious. Aye. Um, because he John Candy, he's his pal in it, and it's it's his reaction to all the stuff he's buying. John Candy, man, what a guy! Oh, brilliant. An absolute superstar in the eighties. I think this film actually got panned when it came out, but I, I loved it. Aye, it's, I remember, I remember enjoying it as well. Aye, to be honest with you, but as I said, I don't have any. Like, I've seen it a long, long time ago. It's, it's a great idea, haven't it, Bo? I think that's what uh, Michael Carroll. What was happening when he won the lottery? <laughs> he used to blow this ten million as fast as he can. <laughs> I saw him on the uh, Twitter the other day, and somebody said um, he'd spent all he spent the, the full ten million. Somebody Aye. said uh, he, he spent it on uh, drugs and uh, booze and uh, hookers, Aye. and uh, and then he, he wasted, wasted the rest. rest. <laughs> that's an old, that's an old uh, George Best oh, thought, aye. <laughs> so Michael Carroll's pals as much an arsehole as Michael Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I, I think I definitely want to watch this again. Aye, Bristol's Millions, I think it's a film that I would actually like to watch again because it's Richard Pryor. Pryor. Do you know what I mean? Richard Pryor's a master. One of my favourite comedy actors, and I'll get slated for this, but I still love him, is Eddie Murphy. Aye. But see, if there wasn't a Richard Pryor, there would not have been an Eddie Murphy. Definitely not an Eddie Murphy, you know what I mean? He basically admits that in his stand-up show. You know, like Ron Delirious, he just he talks about how much he had an influence Richard Pryor had on his life. and Richard Pryor, is, is, as big as he was at the time, I think he's underappreciated now. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? He's he was an absolute master of comedy. Definitely. A master of comedy. John Candy as well. Mm-hmm. John Graff, I know. <laughs> John Candy. <laughs> John Candy, eh? What's your favourite John Candy movie? I am gonna go for I loved Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings? Uh-huh. Tear glass eye stuff. Yeah, it's Tear Glass Eye stuff. Oh. I'll be I'll be here to a glass eye stuff. Planes, trains, and automobiles, uh, my friend. Yeah. 
and uh, Uncle Buck. Phenomenal. Need to stop saying phenomenal. Aye, he was in Aye, he was. Of course he was. Oh, man. He was in the. Uh, what was the name of the band? The Polka Kings. Aye, it was. Was the Polka Kings one? <laughs> Home Alone. We'll get to that in our time. Oh, we'll definitely. Get aye, definitely. I will. Surely we'll, we might have a wee Christmas number coming up soon, so cover some Christmas I movies. Anybody who uh, will maybe be able to debate the old, the age-old Christmas movie question, but again, we'll, we'll come to that right. on another. On another. <laughs> <laughs> I think every single person in the world knows what I want to Aye, so after Bristol's Millions, um, this is a film that. Strangely enough, we were discussing earlier and didn't make a lot of money. Did it? No. Did it make more than its budget? Oh, aye, it was a it was a hit, aye. aye. But compared to the Rambo two, aye, aye, well, I know, but it's. I think it was a lot to do with the uh, the the studios that were behind them at the time, you know. Um, but this one's uh, Army's. Is this Army's only movie in 1985? Well, he was in the uh, Red Sonja, wasn't he? But aye. we don't really aye, talk Red about Sonja. that. Do we bring that up? Sully's <laughs> <laughs> great name. Aye, Sully <laughs> the name of Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> aye, so Commando. Um, Commando is uh, it's just a pure belter of goodies versus baddies movie, aye. isn't it, man? It's, uh, see if you're going to kidnap somebody's win. Try and not make it Arnold Schwarzenegger's. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's fat. John Matrix and um, what do you call it? the guy that, that played Bennett again, the, the villain in Commando, who you say is one of the worst villains of all time, but... Uh, it was Vernon Wells or something? Vernon like Wells, that? wasn't it? That's right. Aye. So... No, I said... He's a bit camp. He's a bit camp, but surely... Yeah, the f- John. Aye, but the fact... I know, but the fact that he might shag you makes him scarier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but no, seriously, I, I think Commando's in my top three action movies of all time. There you go. Now, bear in mind, as I said earlier on, because it's one of my favourites, doesn't mean that I'm saying it's one of the best. Right, Aye. it's one of my favourites. It's a film that I could watch over and over again. You can quote the lines. Oh, I know. Puns and the, it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, please don't disturb my friend. <laughs> He's dead tired. <laughs> Still laughing at it. <laughs> Aye. Then he just manages to get out a plane that's hurtling down a <laughs> runway. The guy... See if you were going to build an action star. If somebody went like that, draw me an action star. That's what it would look like, yeah, innit? You know what I mean? He, he, he was like the living, the living embodiment of G.I. Joe <laughs> in this movie. He was unreal. And also, he get a wee bit of a dig into Stallone in this movie, didn't he? What did he say? It was, uh, the, I believe the quote was, I eat green berries for breakfast. Uh, I mean, they get Rambo basically uh, saying, aye, Rambo's good, but John Matrix is better. <laughs> Come on, do it! Stick a knife in me! And I read a wee fact about it. Aye. He's got more confirmed kills in this movie than 
rambled it in the first blood part. Yes, come on. Come on. Do you know what? I love Stallone, but I prefer Commando to Rambo. I prefer a Commando to Rambo 2. Aye, First Blood 2. Aye. Definitely. Um, so we'll move on for Commando. The next film is in my genre, TZ. You've only seen the remake, but well, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> um, this one's Fright Night, um, which... There's two vampire movies that stick out for me as the best vampire movies. I'm sure I'll be in for some amount of abuse here. But for me, Fright Night and The Lost Boys are the two kind of genre-defining movies for me. And I think it's because, like, when I was growing up, they were the two films. But look what's happened to vampires now. No, I mean, like, there's not been a good vampire thing for ages. Let, not not let, for us, no. Let the right one in, which was a, it was a, a Norwegian or a... a was it Swedish? Swedish or Norwegian. That, that was a really good film. But, again, it's not it's not the way that we remember the vampires. This is, Fright Night and The Lost Boys is the way that we remember vampires. But Jerry Dandridge, in the original Fright Night, it's not as cool as Kiefer Sutherland and Lost Boys, but I tell you what, he's fucking cool, man. Aye. He's cool, aye. <laughs> and, you know, he is that guy that could just totally steal your bird right off you. So, um, you can understand why the, the ladies loved him at the time. And it was uh, Susan Sarandon's brother, Chris Sarandon, that played him. Right. Aye, so, you know, obviously looks running the family. <laughs> uh, but Fright Night, again, um, if you're into some cheesy horrors for the 80s, Fright Night's definitely a one that you should visit if you've not seen it. And even if you have seen it, do you know what? Watch it again. Have yourself a, a nice few so. Aye. Uh, do you know what? It wasn't that bad. I thought Colin Farrell was pretty good on it. Um, I think David Tennant was the one that let, let me down the most in that movie. I can't even remember him being in that. He was uh, the Vincent Price character. Alright. Oh, Aye. Um... Was, was it Vincent Price? No, Vincent Price was a real person, wasn't he? What's the name of the, what's the, name of the character again? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're going to, we're going to avoid talking about shit we don't know about. Right. Um, so, um, your next one on the last key, What have we got here? Uh, Jagged oh, Edge. Jagged Edge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a great thriller. It's time. It's probably dated now, but mm. Jeff Bridges gets accused of uh, killing his wife and Glenn Close is the lawyer that's trying to get him off it. Off mm. with it. Um, twists and turns. It's a film I, I want to actually look out and watch again because I remember bits of it and I can't say that the bits I remember because it ruins the film. I just, I just remember. I, re- I remember it was... It was on a it was on a VHS <laughs> again in my aunties, but it was two movies that she had uh, taped off the telly, and it was Jagged Edge and Tough Tough, and it was two films again that I shouldn't have been watching as a kid. But my parents were always pretty lenient that way, and pretty you know liberal with me with, with regards to that sort of thing. Um, and I just remember there was a really there was a. a a, a scary scene where it was like a guy with uh, tights over his head they like kind of broke into a bedroom right. and that scared the living <laughs> shit out of me as a kid man it really did it was like ah! and then my cousin put a pair of tights over his head and tried to terrify <laughs> the life out of 
know what I mean? But aye, that was. I remember. Let's get Glenn close in it. Isn't it? So surely there's got to be some sort of. You'll be able to get it on DVD or something, I would think. Uh, the the next one on the list here is that was a huge movie in 1985. It was Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Um, I I don't know much more about this movie except that the theme song for it was no. absolutely belting. Um, I think it was the biggest selling single in the world that year. We so don't need another no. hero. It was brilliant. Didn't even get to number one in the UK, but what of course else? it didn't. We probably had shut up your face on at number <laughs> one or something like that time. You know what? In fact, that's your job. Find out it was number one in the UK, when, and that was number number one uh, everywhere else in the Aye. in the that's planet. Um, uh, Mad Max isn't the, the, the type of films. Are, I didn't even like the, the film everybody's going daft with, the, the newer one. The one with Tom Hardy in it? I didn't. No. I didn't get it. I've, I, I've never been moved to watch much of them, to be honest with you. Love Mel Gibson. Aye, Mel Gibson. And uh, even now, like, you, like Charlie's Theron and Aye. Tom Hardy, if they were in anything else, I would watch it. Aye. I, it's just the actual Mad Max thing I think I don't like I'm not into this post-apocalyptic no. stuff really you know but again Back you can uh, <laughs> well that is, uh, who's in that again <laughs> no but uh, yeah, so with regards to Mad Max if I'm sure I'm, we're going to take powers for this so um, feel free to have a go um, state your case as to why we're wrong and I'll tell you what, see if you convince me, I'll watch them, and I'll I'll hold my hands up, and if I enjoy them, I'll hold my hands up and admit that I was wrong. Right, so, uh, the next one after this is a movie with a woman that won the Oscar not long after making this movie. Yeah. Um, not for this movie, but in my opinion, her performance in this movie is way better her performance in the movie that she did win the Oscar for. Definitely. And that's uh, Cher in the movie is called Mask, the story of Rocky Dennis, who had like facial disfigurements and stuff and it was about um him trying to like get himself into kinda like normal school and stuff like that and uh, try to acclimatise into living a normal life with this debilitating um, kind of disease that he's got, you know. It's also uh, a film that's got a, a great favourite of mine, Sam Elliott, in it. Um, the finest moustache <laughs> in Hollywood history. Tom Selleck, be damned. <laughs> um, so that film, again, it's it's a film that's kind of close to my heart because as I've well, anybody you know, you know me. I stick out with a sore thumb, so um, I kind of, I kind of could sympathise with with Eric Stoltz's character in the movie because, you know, obviously people looking at you and saying, "What, what what's the script with him? Why is, why is he the way he is?" Kind of thing, you know. Um, so I kind of felt as if I'd walked on his shoes when I was watching it, and it's a, it's yeah, a movie. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, no, but the the closest thing that I've seen seen it recently is Wonder, um, the the film with Julian Tremblay. Is it is that what you call the young boy? Uh, he's phenomenal in it. The wee guys and is so good in this movie. Again, I need to stop saying phenomenal. <laughs> um, 
but he's Julian Robertson, Wilson. Um, again, that was an old film that that I, I felt as if I had lived, and I watched that with my wee boy, and I think he kind of felt the same way. You know what I mean? Because so I, I'm not not ashamed to say that a, a tear was shed watching Wonder, but it was shed watching Mask as well, and and it wasn't because Cher was terrible in the movie, which. Uh, in later performances, she she certainly started to uh, not be quite as good. Was she bagged the Oscar? I know she started phoning it. Bagged the Oscar. Hello, which is Eastwick. That sounds like a great shout. <laughs> I'll do that. Who's in it? Jack Nicholson. Aye, that'll be good. <laughs> um, but, um, by the way, which is Eastwick was fucking good. Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> but I, I heard she had talked recently. She said that she watched this back. So the favourite thing about it was how hot she looked at 40. Aye, she's not vain in the slightest. <laughs> I know. Straight What's your granny doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next movie on the list um, is uh, another uh, one that's close to my heart. And I love, this is my favourite horror franchise of all time, Keezy. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. This one is my least favourite of the whole, the whole series. Um, however, see if it didn't have Freddy Krueger in it, or it wasn't called Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, it would have been an awesome horror movie. Right. But I think the fact that the one that went before it and the one that went after it was so much, were both so much stronger than Freddy's Revenge, um, I think it kind of blots that movie. The other ones were what they were, right. um, but Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was... So far, it was so far diverse for Nightmare on Elm Street 1 that it kind of alienated Freddy's audience, if you know what I mean. So, and also there was a, there was a lot of homoeroticism in it, which isn't a bad thing, obviously, but it gets, it gets the name of being the, the gay Elm Street movie, which, you know, fuck it, who cares, but it was, (laughs) it, it certainly opened, opened my eyes as a kid. Watching was it still scarier? Oh, it was, aye, it was scary because it was more, it was a bit ridiculous, right, because Nightmare on Elm Street 2, like, Freddy gets, he gets kind of brought into the real world, and um, there's a there's a scene at a, at a house party, at a pool party, and it's just so, the, the special effects are dreadful, <laughs> and it's just so cringeworthy, it, you just don't like to watch it anymore, you know what I mean? Um, but it has got some pretty cool scenes, like Freddy climbing out of another human being, which was pretty cool. Aye, um, kinda kinda touches on uh, some subjects that are prevalent today as well. But again, not something that we want to go into on the podcast just right at this minute. <laughs> um, definitely not, uh, Prince Andrew. So uh, <laughs> we've got. After after Nightmare on Elm Street 2, we've got Police Academy 2. Um, a guilty pleasure of mine, man. The Police Academy movies. I know they're crap. Aye. That's it. When you're a kid, you Aye. Laugh. Exactly it. Laugh your ass off. Do you need to watch one of these films again? I, I don't know, man. I think I might well, start. Well, apart from Michael Winslow. He's awesome. Michael Winslow is awesome. But come <laughs> on, man. You've got, think of the characters, right? It, the storylines were outrageous, right? But like you've got... Um, Mahoney, uh, Tackleberry, Hightower, Zed, uh, Sweet Chuck, 
You've got Jones, obviously. Uh, you've got uh, Captain Mauser. You've got uh, Commandant Lassard, who is absolutely piss yourself funny, man. Right, He's as close to Leslie Nielsen, <laughs> I think, as you can get. His performances were phenomenal. I've said phenomenal again. Right, so <laughs> I'm going to try and get that erased from my vocabulary somehow. Um, aye, but great, great. Pure stupid slapstick comedy, man. Yeah, when you watch them as a kid, they're hilarious. Aye, well, that's what I mean. I've, I don't think I've seen any of them since I was no, a kid, but. Want you, but they are what they are, though. Funny <laughs> for their time. Aye, yeah, and there's. Well, 1985. And, it was I, went, I went to see Michael Winslow. Well, I even he did the whole. Uh, playing the electric guitar thing. Oh, doing the Led Zeppelin aye. thing and all that. That's brilliant, I've seen him doing that. He's playing a tennis match. For, 10 minutes for yourself and you're a goalie to it. Aye, but uh, he's... See, I always thought that that was special effects sounds. I didn't realise that he actually done that until aye. I was a lot older. And a, a mutual friend of you, you nice, uh, David Stewart, right. pointed out to me, he's like, I'm going to see Michael Winslow. I was like, the guy from Police Academy? Aye, what's he doing? Well, he's doing uh, stand-up. I was like, alright, is he funny? He's like, aye, he just does all his... All his sounds. I was like, what? <laughs> he can actually do that? But it's, I, then I looked up videos of him on YouTube and stuff like that, and what a talent, man. What a talent. <laughs> Aye, so good. So good. Uh, right, the next one on the list we're not going to talk about just now because obviously we're getting close to Christmas time, so Santa Claus the movie can... Uh, we can talk about that when we get to the Christmas episode yeah, of the, the podcast. You've not seen it? No. How have you <laughs> managed to get to the age of 37 and not seen... No, I've never seen it. I don't even think I've seen the Tim Allen one. Is that the Santa Claus? Aye. Now, I've seen that again, another one that just escapes my memory, but Santa Claus the movie? Mate, come on. How I, can... I promise I'll, I'll watch it. Right, I tell you what, that's your challenge, right? Between <laughs> now and the Christmas podcast, you need to watch Santa Claus the movie. Alright? Right. Mate, it's got Dudley Moore on it. What's not to like? You're right. Right, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> the next movie, uh, again, that we're going to talk about is St Elmo's Fire, another John Hughes, uh, Brat Pack, era, kind of Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, Emilio Estevez, Molly Ringwald, all of those, what, kind of nucleus actors that that were used in, in these teen movies during the 80s. Um, my, I like this movie a lot. Um, it's it's a good coming-of-age movie. So it is, and it's like coming from being a teenager into becoming an adult right. and how you cope with that and you cope with the challenges that you face. And, I mean, like... There's one where the, like Emilio Estevez's character is in, is in love with Andy McDowell's character, but right. Andy McDowell's character's married. And uh, she kind of leads him on without trying to lead him on kind of thing, and it's about him trying to come to terms with the fact that he can't have this woman that he loves. And it's it's great. Uh, Demi Moore's performance in this movie is phenomenal. Good. She plays a drug addict, um, and uh, Rob Lowe is great in it as well, but Robbo was great in the eighties. Although, in fact, yeah. Robbo's still great now. Yeah. Do you know what? He was on a mad thing in ITV recently, 
and it's I don't know the name yet. It was yeah, Wild Bill. Wild Bill. Was it good? I enjoyed it. I, to be fair, you know what I mean. If you you've got a if it, Rob Lowe on ITV, that's the kind of equivalent of having <laughs> Rob Lowe on BBC. <laughs> <laughs> but he's kind of came back again because he was brilliant in Parks and Recreation. I that. Kind of rejuvenates that and makes it. Aye. Takes it up a level, I'd say. Aye. Aye. Not a close brilliant. But aye. I, I'm struggling to think of something that I've seen him in that I didn't enjoy, man. He was great in Austin Powers, he was great in Wayne's World. Wayne's World, as. Um, obviously, like Youngblood and films like that. He was, he was brilliant in name. And him and Patrick Swayze. What a guy. <laughs> um, Patrick Swayze, actually. So. Aye, you we'll, we'll, uh, spend plenty of time talking about him. <laughs> 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 so, um, also, 1985, um, again, getting back to the name of the, the name of the podcast, The Great Scott Cinema Club Podcast, um, based on, obviously, Great Scott, the quote for 1985's highest grossing movie, Back to the Future. Um, this is an R film starring uh, Michael J. Fox, which... Funnily enough, I've seen a man when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> Teen Wolf. Now, if Teen Wolf taught us anything, it's that the hairier you are, the sexier you are. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> and apparently it makes you better at basketball as well. Aye, if you turn into a, a werewolf. <laughs> and, and amazingly, you can stand on the top of a van that's hurtling down a street at 70 <laughs> mile an hour and not lose your balance. So, fair play to the wolves. Um, it's again Michael J. Fox, an absolute classic. It just, it just what a There was very well, few. Do you know what? Especially for being such, I know this is going to sound daft coming for me, right? But see, especially for being such a wee guy, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in the eighties, the movies were all a bit larger than life characters and stuff like that. Michael J. Fox, coming for Canada, yeah. took over. Hollywood man Definitely. you know what I mean and he was he was so he was just so charismatic on the right. screen and everything you know like uh, absolutely and looking back I mean I don't I don't think we spoke about this at the beginning actually he wasn't the original Marty McFly no this should, this should have been the year of Eric Stoltz I know and there was um, he was filming Family Ties was it or Family Matters Family ties, I think. It was his TV show, wasn't it? Right. Uh, forgive me if it's the wrong name, but um, he was supposed to be tied up doing uh, that and couldn't take the role when it was originally offered mm. to him. So Eric Stoltz got the shout, and then they t- they wrapped on Family Matters or Family Ties again. Sorry, um, they wrapped early. Yeah. So. So I think just, that they watched the, the, the first scenes that Stokes had done and it wasn't what they were looking for. Aye, I, maybe I don't even think that was it because you know what I've seen Eric Stokes's um state his stage uh, uh, his, his his screen tests. I thought it was pretty much identical right. to Michael J. Fox. To be honest right. with you, okay. aye, but who you, who do you want in your movie? Right. And see if Michael J. Fox becomes available and it's not going to cost you that much money to get rid of Eric Stoltz then it's a no-brainer yeah, and don't get me wrong Eric Stoltz is in two of my favourite movies you know yeah. what I mean and he's a great actor and 
it was no, it was brilliant on the butterfly effect. Have you seen that? I have that, but it's a brilliant. He, he plays the dad, the the beastie dad. So he does. He was brilliant on it, man. It was, was so dark and creepy. Ah, he was great That's in that film. film right? I know. By the way, that absolutely is an underappreciated movie. People roast that movie. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Aye. But, um, aye, Michael J. Fox, superstar, as we said. Absolutely. Poten- potentially, see if it wasn't for the Cold War, Michael J. Fox would probably be the star of 1985, <laughs> but I think you've got to get to Stone. I think you've got to. Um, aye. Right, so, um, next film on the list is one that um, I've not seen I'm ashamed to say it as a movie fan. I've only ever seen two James Bond movies and 1985's delightful James Bond movie was A View to a Kill. Another film that I remember because of the soundtrack. Aye. But that's how I got into the, the James Bond films was that song. Seriously? I heard it on the television I was like, what is that song? And it was at the end of the film. Uh-huh. And uh, I think it got repeated. So that's that film again, I watched that, that was the first James Bond film I watched, The Beauty of Kill. That was the first one you watched? Aye, all the way through. So yeah. who played Bond in that? It's Roger Moore's last... His last outing? That's James Bond film. Roger Moore was cool, wasn't he? Aye. I loved all the Bonds, but... Aye. Roger Moore was Even cool. George Lazenby? Aye. I liked that film as well. And what was it, On Her Majesty's Secret Service? Aye. Aye. That was... Do you know what? I'm a liar. I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that film, aye. That was... That was kind of more of a descent. I get a kind of descent vibe off of uh, the Her Majesty's Secret Service. Right. Aye, but... but as we say, the descent was Roger Moore. So it was, right <laughs> enough, aye. Um, but aye, that's Roger Moore's James Bond and Christopher Walken's the villain. Oh, oh. man, Christopher Walken. So the Christopher Walken Foo Fighters story, all of it. He's, so Dave Grohl says that um, Christopher Wilkin was going to be uh, presenting them with an award right. at, at some award show in America and uh, Christopher Wilkin comes up to Dave Grohl and he says Dave uh, you know the name of your band is the emphasis on the fool or is it on the fires so Dave Grohl knew what to say here so that he could get uh, Christopher Walken to say it in a specific way he says I think it's on fighters uh, Chris he says okay okay so he goes out he says ladies and gentlemen for fighters great <laughs> 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 oh, <it's not>. stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love watching people doing Christopher Walken impressions and there's so many people that can do absolute belters. Aye. Aye, honestly. Chris Walken, I think he's probably the easiest guy to impersonate, <laughs> man. Um, but aye, uh, he's brilliant in this film. Yeah, but he's a great villain in everything. definitely. Um, do you know what I think he's most... He's most... His he, creepiest role was genuinely Pulp Fiction. See when he's telling that story. Uh, yeah. I had this un- uncomfortable hunk of wet all up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Dingley was in it as well, Grace Jones. Oh, Grace Jones. I've met Grace Jones. Unbelievable. I know. Um, <laughs> my Where cousin, did you meet her? Uh, my cousin was over. Um, she was, my cousin was over from New York and our, our daughter was getting christened over here. 
and um, she was staying in the Radisson, the Radisson Blue, on Argyle Street in Glasgow. So we went in after the after the festivities and stuff like that. We went back to the hotel for a few drinks, and we were sitting in the hotel bar, man. And Grace Jones walks down the stairs, right, and she's got this big headdress on. And I'm telling you this now, she's not the conventional kind of beautiful, right? But see this woman, she looks like a statue. She's <laughs> unbelievable. See when you see her in real life, she's she's probably. She's probably the best looking woman I've ever seen in real life. Know what I mean? Wow. And I've seen a lot of women in real life. <laughs> Everywhere I look, I see women. Um, aye, so, Beauty of Kill. Um, the, the other thing I was going to say about the, this film is, I think it's the Bond film I've seen the most. The, maybe The World Is Not Enough is the film I've seen the most. The World Is Not Enough? Aye. That's the Bond movie you've seen oh, the most? It's the first one I saw in the picture, so it's my favourite one. Um, I know. I've only seen one of them in the pictures, and it was Casino Royale. And we, right, I'll put a put a question out for anybody that's actually listening to this, right? <laughs> uh, see if you can guess what the other James Bond movie is that I've seen. So I said that I've I've seen. I thought I'd only seen two, but I've seen three. So I've seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service. I've seen Casino Royale. And I'll let you guess the first one that guesses. The right answer. One's a one's a thumbs up. A <laughs> uh, one of the wee Twitter hearts or something like that. Uh, but I, the, the last thing I wanted to say about uh, about a kill was I I've watched it countless times, right? Mm-hmm. And I know that Dolph Lundgren is in this movie, and I've never seen him. Ever. That's right. That was actually Dolph Lundgren's uh, debut movie. It wasn't right. Rocky Four. So. As I say, I've seen this film, and I just, I was like, I've never seen Dolph Lundgren in it, so I had, I had to Google it and, and find it on YouTube, and right. no wonder I can't remember him in it, the Starbucks coffee cup had a bigger role in Game of Thrones, it's <laughs> <laughs> just standing in the background. The, the bottle of Iron Brew in Avengers. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say anything, doesn't how, do anything. How the hell is he, is he, like, in the... In the official cast list, then, if he's just a I background actor. I think they added him in years later. Aye, he's still, still Rocky Force Thunder. <laughs> Bastards, aren't you? I'd never liked James Bond for a reason. <laughs> he's just a guy in the background wearing a suit. Aye. Not as good as Van Damme's first Hollywood uh, exposure in, in Breakdance, or Breaking as it was called in America. Oh, that's right. He's just standing, dancing, just standing in the background, dancing. We are, for some reason, a a onesie. See, like a see, like a singlet, a wrestling singlet. He's got one in him on. He's just dancing like a mad guy. Uh, but I, uh, <laughs> I can't believe James Bond stole one green's debut after Rocky Four. Dirty, well, dirty man. the speaking role in Rocky Four. He said about three words, Keezy. Turn that up, man. Aye, but we're seeing them every day ever true. since. So That's yeah. true. Yes, he yeah, indeed, sir. Yes, he yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will lose. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say to you before the quiz at the end of the show. And I'll say, I must break you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, if he dies, he dies. Damn it! <laughs> I'm getting more. <laughs> <laughs> right, eh... Uh, 
the last movie, no, in fact, it's not the last movie on the list, it's the second to last movie on the list is a movie that petrified the life out of me as a kid. Um, a lot of people remember Tim Curry, obviously, for playing Pennywise, or maybe Home Alone 2, or, um, I don't know, Loaded Weapon. I loved him, no, Loaded Weapon. <laughs> He's brilliant in it, wasn't he? Um, but I remember Tim Curry, obviously I remember him most of all for playing Pennywise, right? Yeah. But he played darkness in this movie, right? Which is essentially the devil, right? And it's a movie called Legend, and it had, it had uh, Tim Curry, it had Tom Cruise in one of his early roles. I'm not sure if it was actually Cruise's first ever role, yeah. but I thought that this movie, it, it was aimed at kids, and it shouldn't have been. <laughs> it shouldn't have been. It was like a kind of, along the same lines as like a kind of labyrinth kind of deal. You know, and um, it was one I always remember um, my wee cousin Sean had this in Labyrinth on the one tape. Right. And for some reason, the Twenty movies scared me, man, when I was a kid. <laughs> I watched Labyrinth a few weeks ago, and it, it stands up. It stands right, up, and I enjoy that. It's uh, See the practical effects and the, the mixture with the practical effects and the special effects, and obviously Henson's puppeteers. You know what I mean? So good, man. So good. Uh, Jim Henson's puppeteers um, and puppets themselves. See the the facial expressions that you get for these puppets? It was so good. And obviously David Bowie. um, Phenomenal. Again. (laughs) Fucking hell too. Right. Um, So, the last movie on the list, again, another movie that if your age is real, is 100%. 100% you've seen this and if you don't like this movie then you're a joyless prick <laughs> alright the last movie on the list here I'm assuming in alphabetical order Casey is Weird Science Weird Science right again uh, men of our generation Weird Science would possibly be the first time that they had those thoughts about a woman <laughs> Kelly LeBrock man <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've got a Kelly LeBrock story for you, right? Now, you probably won't have heard these these words in the same sentence, right? But Kelly LeBrock on Coke Bridge Main Street. Aye, <laughs> uh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> ah, true story, right? There, there used to be a restaurant, kind of bar place in Coke Bridge called Gigi's, right? And it's it's actually the Big Apple now, or whatever the hell it's called this week. Um, <laughs> Right, so uh, Kelly LeBrock's granny's actually for Coke Bridge, right? And she came, to, she came to visit her, her granny, right? And they went to Gigi's for lunch. And my cousin was a maitre d' at Gigi's. And there's a photograph of my cousin, not only with Kelly LeBrock, but with her then husband, Stephen Seagal, in a bar in Coke oh, Bridge Main Street. Mate. Was it, is it a is that a bar? Just it was like a bar restaurant. So anybody out there, we go to it. And it was a Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. Imagine walking in a, a bar in Coke Bridge or a, a bar <laughs> a bar restaurant for a wee bite to eat. And they're saying, I oh, will just show you your table, sir. And you sit down, you turn to your right, and Stephen Seagal sitting next to you. <laughs> 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 know what I mean? Um. Uh, by the way, this is a God's honest truth. I'm I'm not joking. This is a this is a true story. 
Our granny, obviously, would be dead now, or else I could we could look her up somehow. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Find out where her gravestone is. <laughs> in case Kelly turns up. I don't know what you talking about in case she turns up. You'd be sitting next to it with a bloody laptop out, <laughs> trying to create her again. <laughs> Hoping that lightning struck twice. <laughs> but Weird Science again uh, launched the careers of uh, a couple of couple of decent actors. Right. Um one of the one of the main actors and one of the top build actors in Weird Science is a guy that's no longer with us anymore. Um, Bill Paxton. Uh, an actor that both of us love, you know what I, I mean? I didn't appreciate him till uh, later years. Aye. His body of work his oh. body his work's great. Um um, fair play to Kelly Brock because this film would never get made nowadays. No she's, chance. There's an actual line in the film is, do you think this will turn on a 15 year old boy? And she's buying underwear. <laughs> <laughs> because for its time, hilarious, but I mean, it's never going to happen now. No. In fact, people probably don't even know about that and Kelly Brock is now cancelled. By the way, we might have, we might have ended Kelly Brock's <laughs> uh, phenomenal career. A weird science is a great idea for a film. It's hilarious. It's aye, and like I said, it's. And we forgot, forgot Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. So he is. Aye, Iron Man himself. But, um, I go back to Bill Paxton as well. Who's good in this film? Mm. He's brilliant in it. Um, Bill Paxton, uh, he's Have you ever seen the Hatfield and McCoys? I know it's a TV show, but I've I've not mate, no. It's um, only him and Kevin Costner rival. Is it set? Families. Is it like a western? western uh, oh man, he's I've... absolutely amazing in it. He's better than Kevin Costner in it. Kevin Costner got all the awards, but Bill Paxton is unbelievable in it. Is a TV I know, shows on the great, the great Scott Cinema Club, I know, you see what you've done, you mentioned a TV show, I wouldn't blame people if they never listened to this again, to be perfectly honest with you. Right, um, so this leads us to uh, one of the final segments of the the podcast. We're still doing our top three. Well, that's what we're going to do just now. Yep. Um, what we'll do is we'll we'll pick our top threes for 1985, our own personal top threes. So, hit me easy, boy. What is your number three movie? I've changed it slightly because I forgot about <laughs> Commando. Commando, so that's, of course. That's yeah. Number three. Right. So for me, my number three is going to be The Goonies. Great choice. The Goonies, the Goonies, the Goonies, right? And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave Rocky Four off the list. Because Rocky Four is my favourite movie of all time, so obviously that would have been number one on the list. So what I'm going to do is pick my top three for the rest of the movies. Right. Alright? So... Glad you explained that properly. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going through with your top three and not mentioning Rocky Four, and I, I fell off my chair. You either fell off your chair. <laughs> the, the, the thing with the... the <laughs> any sort of credibility that we would have had would have been out the window <laughs> right so um, what's your number two then number two is <laughs> Rocky 4 Rocky 4 makes yep. it in at number two for you um, my number two is I'm going to say Commando actually um, no in fact I'm not I'm going to say The Breakfast Club aye mm-hmm. I'm going to say The Breakfast Club aye because 
as I said, that's a movie that I can watch again, 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 again. Same as Commando, but I think I think it's possibly a better movie than Commando, even though Commando is absolutely outstanding. I think uh, as a as a movie, it's better. Um, so, what's your number one? Is our number one's going to be the same? It's got to be, Hannah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no shocks here. Back to the Future. Yep, same for myself. Back to the Future because Rocky Four has been disqualified from the list. <laughs> um, so I that's uh, that's our top threes of nineteen eighty five. Be sure to hit us up with your top threes if you're if you're yeah, listening. I'd love to hear them. Definitely, without a doubt. Uh, but looking through all these films that we just spoke about there, like nineteen eighty five, absolutely brilliant year. And see, when I was re- like reading the list of all the other films that we haven't spoke about, mm-hmm. there was none like oh, I hated that film or, or that. Aye. I know. I had a look. I really like that. Is it? I had a look through basically every movie that was released in the cinema in 1985 when I was right. doing a wee bit of research for for uh, tonight. And I there wasn't really anything that that stood out as being a complete stinker. No, nothing. The two big omissions uh, for our list because we haven't seen them, but no. they were the, the two Oscar contenders. Uh-huh. Was the Color Purple in um, Out of Africa? Out of Africa. Wants to listen to us talk about those films anyway. I could talk about Whoopi Goldberg for hours, but oh, definitely, but yeah. not not for the color purple. No, and not Oprah Winfrey was in it, was it? Right, fair play to Oprah turning her hand to acting. What a collection of films! And definitely an absolute stellar year, um, movie wise. Uh, by the way, the next episode's gonna gonna need to take a. A right good swing at this to beat the lineup of movies for nineteen eighty five. So why why don't we put it out to uh, people that are listening yep. and see if they want to suggest a year that we should cover next? Definitely. What do you reckon? Great idea. Aye. Go for it. Right. So um, again, if you are listening and you want to you want to hear another episode of the uh, Great Scott Cinema Club podcast, then hit us up and tell us which uh, movies that you. You want sorry, which year you want to you want us to cover? Um, you can you can reach me at crispy toe. That's at c h r i s p y t o a l on Twitter. Um, Keezy is Keezy two four one one. Yeah, K W E S Y two four one one. On Twitter as well, and we will have an official Great Scott Cinema Club. Uh, Twitter up and running shortly Um, so this leads us to the end of uh, the podcast so we will now play the actor quiz movie battle we're going for it actor quiz movie battle (laughs) (laughs) this is where I get nervous well as we said earlier on the rules are simple we'll generate a random actor and then take it in turns to name a film that that actor has appeared in the loser is the first person to get one wrong or fail to name a movie. Okay, so let's have a look so at the the random actor generator. <laughs> random actor generator. That's the theme song for it. Right, um, okay, so, Keezy, give me... A number between one and six. Four. 
Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> so well, we can't do that. Well, we can't do that because we had a wee test running this podcast the other night and Leonardo DiCaprio was the actor that came up, so uh, we'll go for new random actors. Give me a number between one and six. Three. <laughs> I don't want to believe this, man. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio again! Is it Leonardo DiCaprio's website that you're on? <laughs> <It's> LeonardoDiCaprio.com <laughs> Right, this is better. Leonardo isn't on the list this time. Right, okay. right, so give me a number between one and six. Four. Ooh, George Clooney. That's Ooh, a tough I'm one. Up against it here. Aye. Aye. Could I take the first... The first victory. I mean, I'll happen. bet you any money you still beat me, right? My bank's going blank. Right, let's do this. Right. Let's get it over and done, mate. Right, so you got a coin, I've got a coin. I'm gonna toss a coin and we'll see he who gets to go first, right? You ready? Heads or tails, Keezy boy? I'll call heads. Heads it is. Tails never fails my fucking ass. <laughs> right. Okay, so, George Clooney, go. Batman and Robin. The men who stare at goats. Three kings. Ocean's Eleven. Up in the air. Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> Ocean's Thirteen. You son of a bitch. <laughs> um, Christ almighty, George Clooney. Right, I think you need to give me a 30 second countdown here, Keezy, because I'm struggling. <laughs> Aye. It's fine. I'm struggling as well. Oh man, this is pure dead air. Christ <laughs> uh, almighty, there's going to be one that's pure obvious. And I'll have forgot. There'll be a few. Aye, there will be a few. In fact, who am I kidding? There's going to be one. There's going to be about a hundred that I've forgot. I've never been a huge fan. No, neither have I. I've got two up my sleeve here, by the way. Have you? Just to let you know. Have you? Aye, I'm tapping out, mate. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. You win. Keezy wins. One now. God <laughs> damn it. That one never lasted long, did it? I've already. Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. What was the one? What was the one with uh, Joya Roberts? Something like that, the peacekeeper. Was it? Um, no, I'm not a, a big fan of him either. By the way, he's a great guy. Great guy, man. obviously, as handsome as the day is long. <laughs> but, terrible Batman. Oh, awful. And he knows that, uh, doesn't oh, he? I, he knows that. I've seen in a bar and the guy asked him what was wrong with him, he said, I've just killed Batman. <laughs> 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 That's true story, eh? <laughs> right? Uh, I uh, do you know what I've got a, I've got a bit of a soft spot for that movie Batman and Robin I think it's because it's the one that my wee boy liked the best when he was right uh, like he, the army as well aye um, and Robin he loved Robin um, but aye George Clooney but, um, what, what a boy that's what our special guests are up against ok so each week uh, it'll be either myself or Keezy boy here um, and we're going to have a special guest on each week and they will face us in... 
they will face us in the actor quiz movie battle. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of it there for the life of me, Keezy. I'll never forget it now. Aye, actor quiz movie battle. Um, so we hope you enjoyed, um, in fact, we hope you enjoyed our first trip back in time and we hope you've brought back great memories for you as well as highlighting possible new movies for you to enjoy. Yep, and with that, we are out of time. So please let us know what you thought of the first episode and if you have any ideas on how we can improve. Also let us know uh, what years you would like us to cover in future episodes. You can look us up on Twitter as we've already given you those details. We hope you join us again for another episode of the Great Scott Cinema Club. Until then... Yep, thanks for listening. Thanks very much. Goodbye, troops. (laughs)